Welcome to this episode of Sound Bites, a podcast series produced by the National Psoriasis Foundation, the nation's leading organization for individuals living with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. In each episode, someone who lives with psoriatic disease, a loved one, or an expert will share insights with you on living well. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast and join us every month at SoundBites for more insights on understanding, managing, and thriving with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. Welcome to today's episode about fatigue, which is the first in a series of podcasts on behalf of Psoriatic Arthritis Action Month, which occurs throughout May. We hope you'll find these podcasts informative and helpful. My guest speaker today is Dr. Sakshi Khatri who is a board-certified dermatologist, rheumatologist, and internist who serves as a director of the Center for Connective Tissue Diseases at the Kimberly and Eric J. Waldman Department of Dermatology at ICANN School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. She is one of a handful of triple board-certified physicians in the United States. Dr. Cotri is also assistant professor of dermatology, also at the Kimberly and Eric J. Waldman Department of Dermatology. Dr. Khatri is actively involved in research in psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis and conducts clinical trials for both diseases. We're here to talk about fatigue, which is ranked as one of the more challenging symptoms experienced by many who have psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. In fact, some studies show that as many as 50% of patients with psoriatic arthritis have moderate to severe fatigue, with another 29% experiencing severe fatigue. Welcome, Dr. Khatri. Thanks for taking time to join Soundbites today. So fatigue is often associated with flares and is described by many as feeling really wiped out. It can be overwhelming for many people with psoriatic arthritis and or psoriasis, impacting their ability to work and really their quality of life overall. So to start our conversation, what are some of the causes of fatigue for people with psoriatic arthritis and or psoriasis? Are high concentrations of C-reactive protein, which is also known as CRP, a factor to consider? Hi, thank you so much for having me on Soundbites today. So the causes of fatigue in patients that have psoriatic arthritis with or without psoriasis are multifactorial. Obviously, the inflammation that's in the body, the inflammatory milieu in the body, which includes high levels of TNF-alpha, high level of molecules such as IL-6, IL-1, and CRP, as you mentioned, do contribute to the symptoms of fatigue, there's enough research which has documented a correlation between high levels of these molecules and with fatigue. And there is some research, not as robust, but there is some research that has shown that as the level of these inflammatory molecules falls, fatigue does improve. But then it's important to note that the causes of fatigue are multifactorial. So it's not just the inflammation because of the arthritis that's causing fatigue. But a patient can have anemia of chronic disease, which can be contributory to fatigue. It's important to note that when you have anemia, there's a reduction in iron concentration, which causes an increase in the production of hepcidin, and that is induced by increase in IL-6 levels. So this is important because, you know, as I mentioned previously, you do have high IL-6 levels in patients that have psoriatic arthritis. So it sort of ties in to imply that things are interrelated and not just independent of each other. Then there are other causes of fatigue, such as obesity, which can result in poor sleep because of a condition called obstructive sleep apnea, and I will talk about it later. Then one can also have underlying depression or hypothyroidism. 
So there are so many causes of fatigue that inflammation is just one piece of that puzzle. And then it is also important to note that these are interconnected. So as I mentioned previously, you can have inflammation from active disease that results in anemia or chronic disease. You can have active arthritis, which is preventing people from performing their activities of daily living, which can result in weight gain. We also know that obesity is a part of metabolic syndrome, which is associated with psoriasis, and that up to 40% of patients with psoriasis have psoriatic arthritis. Obesity can also be associated with something called sleep apnea, which can result in fatigue due to poor sleep quality. And then you have these inflammatory molecules that do reduce levels of dopamine and serotonin in the brain. So these inflammatory molecules like TNF-alpha, IL-6, IL-1, have been associated with reduced levels of dopamine and serotonin in the brain. And then it's also important to note that dopamine and serotonin are what we call as happy hormones. So if you do have reduced levels of dopamine and serotonin, then you can automatically assume that a patient is probably depressed. And then depression also correlates with fatigue, or fatigue is a component of depression. It's impossible to tease one from the other. And most of these causes are in some ways interconnected or interrelated. Oh, that's really interesting. I haven't heard of that before. So how would someone know if it's truly psoriatic disease that's causing the fatigue or some other factors such as anemia, which you just mentioned, infection, hormonal issues, or even sleep disturbances? A study reported that 67.7% of people with psoriatic arthritis experience poor sleep quality. So it is indeed true that 67.7% of patients with psoriatic arthritis do experience poor sleep quality. And we all know that poor sleep is associated with increased pain, higher levels of inflammation, fatigue, and anxiety. As I previously mentioned to the first question, that the causes of fatigue are sort of interrelated or interconnected. So it can be hard to tease one exact reason. So it's worthwhile asking questions, figuring out if their psoriatic arthritis is still active. Because if their arthritis is still active, you know, the inflammation from that could be contributory to fatigue. So sometimes blood work can also point towards causes of fatigue. You can have low hemoglobin, which points towards anemia. If you have an elevated white count, that can sort of point towards an underlying infection, which could be contributory to fatigue. You can also look for levels of thyroid hormones. So if a patient has low thyroid, that can be contributory to fatigue as well. So it's important to sort of tease out by questioning a patient, by examining their blood work, and then that can sort of provide a clue to what is the root cause of fatigue, if at all one is found. But that being said, it's important to understand that the causes of fatigue are interrelated. So you might not be able to pinpoint one. So some people associate their fatigue with taking methotrexate and wonder if stopping the medication will help. Can you please address methotrexate as a potential cause of fatigue and what to do if that is the case? So yes, methotrexate-related fatigue is a real thing. We in rheumatology sometimes refer it to as methotrexate fog. That methotrexate fog slash fatigue and nausea are the most common reasons for patients to stop methotrexate. There are ways to address the fatigue that's associated with methotrexate. Vitamin B12 supplementation is thought to improve fatigue in patients that have methotrexate-induced fatigue. Of course, stopping the medication if it's intolerable does improve fatigue. One can just stop methotrexate cold turkey. The problem arising from doing that is if methotrexate uh, is on board for both psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis, suddenly stopping methotrexate without having 
another medication on board will certainly flare up both psoriasis and their arthritis. And would you say that chronic fatigue is underestimated in an everyday clinical practice? So I absolutely agree with this. I think the reason why chronic fatigue is underestimated is that it's not a question that's routinely asked because the focus on treating a patient that has psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis is to clear the skin, is to decrease joint inflammation. So very often physicians, and I've been guilty of this as well, forget to sort of ask for other things that might not be directly related to the disease process, but happen as a result of the disease process. And fatigue is one of it. So I would definitely say doctors are not doing a great job of asking about fatigue. So that's the reason why it's underestimated. And then I would also like to add that patients should feel comfortable bringing it up if their uh, physician is not asking them. Great. I can certainly agree with that. And what are some common symptoms of fatigue associated with psoriatic disease? Patients complain about pain, poor sleep, tiredness, symptoms of depression, symptoms or signs of depression are the commonest um, symptoms of fatigue in patients that have psoriatic diseases. Can you have more fatigue than pain with psoriatic arthritis? That's an interesting question, and it sometimes can be a really hard question to answer. I would say that the answer is yes and no. Yes, because if there is inflammation, which is sort of more chronic rather than just like one or two joints suddenly are inflamed and painful. With chronic inflammation, there is definitely an association of fatigue. And sometimes it's hard to tease between the two as fatigue can also imply pain for many patients. Sometimes it can be hard to tease between pain and fatigue, but one can have more fatigue compared to pain if their arthritis is not very acutely active, but sort of is indolent. And can fibromyalgia be associated factor? I've noticed a few studies around this potential connection. So I'm so glad that you brought this up. Fibromyalgia basically is chronic, widespread, non-articular pain. Not many studies have looked into association of fibromyalgia with psoriatic disease, but there are some studies which have shown that up to 37% of patients with psoriatic arthritis can have fibromyalgia. So basically what that means is one out of three patients with psoriatic arthritis has fibromyalgia. So yes, certainly fibromyalgia can be a contributory factor or an associated factor, which can be the reason why a patient with psoriatic disease has fatigue. And you mentioned anxiety and depression earlier. It seems like both of those can play a role in fatigue, which you mentioned just as much as the physical factors. Can you talk about anxiety and depression a bit? So anxiety and depression can be contributory to fatigue as well. And there was a study which sort of comes to my mind which showed that the prevalence of both anxiety and depression was higher in patients with psoriatic arthritis compared to just patients with psoriasis alone. So when you talk about numbers, 36.6% patients with psoriatic arthritis had anxiety compared to just 24.4% patients with psoriasis. And when you look at numbers with depression, then 22.2% of patients with psoriatic arthritis had depression compared to only 9.6% patients that had psoriasis alone. So clearly, you know, anxiety and depression is higher in patients with psoriatic arthritis compared to just psoriasis alone. And that those two can also contribute to a sense of chronic fatigue. So when should someone see a doctor about their symptoms of fatigue? So, you know, I tell my patients, the moment you feel that your fatigue is impacting your quality of life, 
that's when you approach this with your doctor and talk about it. Because we might not be doing a great job of asking our patients about fatigue, as I mentioned previously, but if a patient is more proactive and on top of their symptoms, they should absolutely bring it to our attention. So probably the biggest question we have is how to manage the fatigue. So what are the treatments for fatigue? And is it possible lifestyle changes such as exercise could help mitigate fatigue? First and foremost, it's important to try and find out what is the cause of fatigue. Ask, is, it, is the disease still active? Could, could I treat the disease better and then decrease the inflammation and hopefully then decrease fatigue? The second question to ask is, as we mentioned previously, methotrexate can be causing fatigue. So is in that particular patient, methotrexate causing fatigue? If yes, give them vitamin B12 to see if that helps. Is it lack of sleep? Or does the patient have underlying depression? Or is there anemia of chronic disease? Or do they have low thyroid function, which can be contributing to fatigue? Do they have fibromyalgia? It's important to find out the underlying cause. There are treatment options for fibromyalgia if that is the culprit behind the patient's fatigue. Otherwise, those underlying causes have been ruled out. Then there are other ways to manage fatigue using therapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy comes to mind. There are emotional support groups that somebody can join, which can help them with their fatigue. Diet and exercise certainly has shown to be beneficial in patients that have chronic fatigue. Water therapy, tai chi, pilates are helpful. In terms of diet, having a healthy diet, which is sort of nutritious, can be helpful in counteracting fatigue. And then, you know, things like simplifying tasks or prioritizing what is important for you, putting energy into important tasks and letting other things sort of go by is also helpful in managing fatigue. And then taking breaks. To recharge is important as well. As I mentioned previously, it is super important to know is your arthritis active? Because we do have medications that are approved for psoriatic arthritis. Biologics come to my mind. And then can you sort of change the therapy to control a patient's disease better, thereby decreasing inflammation, thereby hopefully treating their fatigue if the inflammation from the arthritis is causing the fatigue. So we talked about lack of sleep earlier. If lack of sleep is due to pain or itching, which is also a reason for fatigue, what recommendations can you offer to help restore sleep habits? So it's important to note that psoriasis can be itchy. Itch is an associated symptom of psoriasis in as many as 40% patients. So if a patient underlying psoriasis is not well controlled or if they do have active psoriasis lesions which are causing itching, so certainly that itching will impair their quality of sleep and it will cause them to have a non-restorative sleep or a non-restful sleep and that can be contributory to their fatigue. So if they do have active psoriasis, it might be worthwhile to treat that active psoriasis with medications, whether it's a topical or an oral medication or biologic or phototherapy so that their skin clears and they have less reasons to itch and then hopefully overall their sleep improves as a result. So poor sleep is certainly a frequent finding in patients with both psoriasis as well as psoriatic arthritis. I start with a non-medical approach. I discuss with my patients what I call to be good sleep hygiene. I tell them to have a, you know, a good sleep schedule, have a dark or quiet bedroom when they go to bed. There should be no screens before they go to bed. There should be no screens while they're in bed. Ideally, avoiding caffeine or alcohol before they go to bed. Um, and then also some form of exercise during the day can be helpful. 
So this is a non-medical approach to sort of improving sleep and helping with um, restoring sleep habits. Then the second part is medical treatments for sleep. We all know about over-the-counter melatonin can help sort of help with sleep. Then there are also prescription medications. And, you know, Zolpidem is a common one that's used to help people sleep and sleep better. And then those options exist. We do have uh, medical as well as non-medical options to improve sleep if lack of sleep is the reason for a patient's fatigue. And in your opinion, is CBD a potential treatment for pain and fatigue? We hear a lot about that. So this is kind of controversial. I did do research on this recently, and there was a recently published article which was adding medical cannabis to standard analgesic treatment for fibromyalgia. And it was a prospective observational study in clinical and experimental rheumatology. So basically, um, it was used for fibromyalgia. Obviously, it wasn't used for psoriatic arthritis. But the take-home message from that study was that medical cannabis treatment did improve sleep quality. It improved patient scores on anxiety and depression. It improved something which is the FIQR, which stands for Fibromyalgia Impact Questionnaire. So certainly, the studies look promising for pain and fatigue in fibromyalgia. And we do know that fibromyalgia is associated with pain and fatigue. So, you know, it is, a pro- it is promising. And then certainly, it's worth considering if other modalities have failed, but more research is needed. So much great information you've provided today. We can't thank you enough, Dr. Khatri. Do you have any last recommendations or comments about managing fatigue that you'd like to share with our listeners today? First of all, I would tell all my listeners who are suffering from psoriatic arthritis and or psoriasis to mention fatigue to their doctor if it is something that is affecting their quality of life or if it is something that is noticeable to them as a symptom or sign of their disease. Uh, because sometimes it might not be discussed in an office visit. As you know, sometimes the goal is always managing the joint, it's managing the skin. Because from like a physician perspective, that like once the inflammation is controlled, then overall well-being improves. And then as an indirect effect, fatigue improves. But our patients do not necessarily know that. So it's important for a patient to bring about a discussion of fatigue if that is impacting their quality of life. And then it's important to note that lifestyle changes can help with fatigue, good sleep hygiene is important. Exercise, a healthy diet can also help with fatigue. And then there's always prescription medications that can be used to treat fatigue if non-prescription modalities fail or if controlling the underlying cause of fatigue doesn't seem to help improve fatigue either. So there are options that exist. Thank you, Dr. Khatri, for being with us today to provide a message of hope for our listeners who deal with fatigue every day. Your insights about potential causes to possible treatment options will be very helpful. If you experience pain and fatigue due to psoriatic arthritis, please contact the National Psoriasis Foundation's Patient Navigation Center. During May, which is Psoriatic Arthritis Action Month, the Navigation Center is offering three new quick guides on mobility, physical activity, and stretching. Request your free guides today by calling 1-800-723-9166 or by emailing education at psoriasis.org. Join us May 19th for our next Psoriatic Arthritis Action Month episode for a discussion with rheumatologist Dr. Evan Siegel about musculoskeletal symptoms associated with psoriatic arthritis. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sound Bites for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. 
If you or someone you love has ever struggled with psoriatic disease, our hope is that through this series, you'll gain information to help you lead a healthier life and inspire you to look to the future. Please join us in a couple weeks for another inspiring podcast. You can find this or all future episodes of Sound Bites on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and the National Psoriasis Foundation webpage. To learn more about this topic or others, please visit psoriasis.org or contact us with your questions or comments by email at podcast at psoriasis.org.